Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Today's conversation, Charlie Robinson on today's news talk, TNT Radio, TNT Radio. From the Rocky Mountains of Denver, Colorado, my name is Charlie Robinson. Thanks for hanging out with me for the next hour or so. We've got Alex Cranier coming up. First segment, we have Chris Yannick from AM Wake Up in segment number two. But let's start with some headlines around the world. Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Uh, We can file this under no kidding, but a study by a UK university found that people who complied with COVID restrictions were more likely to suffer mental health issues. Hmm, boy, what a surprise that is. Uh, You mean the solo maskers in their car driving around are uh, are doing well mentally? Uh, that is a big surprise to me. Of course, this is uh, this is what happens when you when you implement Yuri Bezmenov's uh, four point plan for ideological subversion. You have to have a six week crisis, of course, in order to scramble the brains of the people that you're trying to propagandize. So, of course, I'm not too surprised by this uh, headline, and I'm sure neither are you. The House is planning on releasing all the January 6th tapes to the general public so that the American people can see for themselves what actually happened. Just as soon as they blur out the faces of all of the federal agents that were covertly participating in the melee. This was announced uh, uh, last night that the that the United States uh, House is planning on releasing these this footage, but they're going to need a little bit of extra time because they have to go in. They don't want these people to be harassed uh, by individual. Why why would they be harassed if they were just peacefully protesting or minding their own business? And if they totally weren't federal agents, then I don't understand why anyone would have a problem with it. But of course, we understand what's really going on here. Also, Texas, the Daily Wire and the Federalist sue the State Department for conspiring with NewsGuard to censor American media companies. This is not a surprise. This is what NewsGuard has been doing for a long time. I read an article from Whitney Webb in January of 2019 talking about NewsGuard. I did a full episode about this on macroaggressions called Guarding the News. Uh, The entire purpose of NewsGuard's existence is to stifle conversation is to suppress information that gets out to the general public. If you take a look at the board of directors for NewsGuard, I mean, everybody short of Satan is on there. It's all spooks. It's the worst of the worst. And of course, their 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 goal that they tell the general public is to protect you from disinformation while simultaneously spreading disinformation themselves. So good for the state of Texas, Daily Wire and the Federalist. I think more people will probably pile on. We talked about this yesterday with with uh, SpaceX or with uh, Tesla X getting on board with uh, suing uh, other media companies for doing the same thing, trying to go after their advertisers. So it's about time that something like this happened. We'll see how this uh, lawsuit plays out. We'll keep it posted. But Senator Dick Durbin wants illegal immigrants to be given the opportunity to join the U.S. military in exchange for citizenship. This was part of his speech yesterday. And boy, I I get it now. 
I really do. It all makes sense. It all makes perfect sense. Now I understand why the southern border is left wide open. Now we all understand. He went on to say, quote, low enlistment levels represent a grave threat to our national security. The southern flank being left wide open, that doesn't pose a, a, a grave national threat. Uh, threat to our national security? No, no, not that, not anything like that. Uh, well, here's the problem. Here's the reason why they have to do this. Kids today are ineligible for service due to obesity, stupidity, and criminality. How many children are ineligible to join the armed forces when they turn 18? Uh, how about this number? 71% of them. 71% are ineligible, even if they wanted to, even if they watched the Go Army commercials or played the video games or got patriotic at the NFL flyovers when the when the planes came over and the Army paid the NFL $75 million to, to do that. Even if all of those things worked and you got the demographic you were going after and you wanted them to, to join the military and they wanted to join the military as well, guess what? They're ineligible. So you're going to need a new batch of people, right? You're going to have to find people that are willing to die in Ukraine for you or Israel for you or Taiwan for you. No thanks, though. You know, are you crazy? This is insane. Uh, nobody has the appetite to want to join the military these days, especially if you know that you're going to be thrown into some unwinnable situation. I have a question for the United States Pentagon. Have you considered not starting nonsensical wars around the planet? Have you given that a, a shot? Because that seems like, I don't know, maybe low-hanging fruit in the decision-making tree here, that you would not start additional wars, therefore not need the troops to go and fight in these wars. Eh, it doesn't matter anyway. It, they're all going to be replaced by robots at some point. It doesn't matter. They can't have these people with a conscience out there trying to decide whether or not they want to squeeze the trigger on some guy on the other side of the foxhole from them who looks like them, probably thinks like them, has a family like them, and is just trying to get home to go see their mother the same way they are. They can't have the human element in this anymore, but if you want to induce an entire generation of illegal immigrants fighting age... Military men of fighting age, we keep hearing that term. Why do we keep hearing that term? Is it predictive programming? Is this what's going to happen? Is the United States military going to be staffed entirely with undocumented illegal aliens in exchange for citizenship? Boy, I'll tell you what, if that is the plan, you can count me out. If you missed your favorite TNT radio show or interview, simply listen back when you want, whenever you want. Just visit episodes on the TNT radio website. We are also on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn. Now, there is no reason to miss out on anything on TNT radio. It's the stuff. It's that division people are talking about. And that cluelessness that they want to push. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. More than 100 schools across the U.S. have partnered with a software company to roll out its artificial intelligence-powered firearm detection tool in hopes of preventing active shooting incidents before or as soon as they occur. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Whoa. AI in schools. I'm getting a bad feeling about this. What do you think? 
Oh, this is like uh, the the future is here kind of stuff, Charlie. Uh, I'm always fascinated by technology um, as long as it's not being used to enslave us. So we shall see when it comes to this. Uh, this in particular is uh, something, it's a company that was founded in 2018 by a team of military veterans. It's called Zero Eyes. It's got a kind of a kind of a cool name, right? Yeah, Zero Eyes. Uh, according to its website, they have created a, quote, proactive human verified visual gun detection and situational awareness solution that integrated into existing digital security cameras to stop mass shootings and gun related violence. Furthermore, on their website, they say, quote, drawing from over 50 years of collective military experience, we provide military grade intelligence monitoring to facilities like schools, commercial buildings and defense sites, end quote. OK, I'm, I'm now I'm starting to get worried. OK, so the technology uses artificial intelligence to detect, quote, brandished firearms within view of any camera, end quote, often within two to three seconds, according to the company. Again, zero eyes. Once a gun is detected by the system, an image from the video feed is sent for review to the company's, quote unquote, human monitoring centers to prevent false positives. Hmm. After being verified by a person, the system then notifies local authorities. Uh, okay. Uh, the company's website notes that, quote, every detection goes through our human monitoring centers so we can verify threats before triggering real-time alerts and safety protocols when and once an image is verified to be in the same uh, of a firearm, we notify appropriate security personnel and first responders in as fast as three to five seconds, potentially reducing response time and saving lives. And the alert inf informs school administrators that a firearm was detected and which camera identified the potential threat. The co-founder of this co uh, of Zero Eyes, Sam Alamo, we have another big tech Sam, uh, told Fox News Digital, quote, the algorithm says, hey, I think it's a gun. It sends a still frame image to our operating center. Our analyst looks at it and says, if it is a gun, I'm going to dispatch it. He adds that, quote, if we can tell very obviously it's not a genuine threat, we do not dispatch the client. We'll just give them a friendly phone call or an email saying, hey, you want to be aware of a child with a Nerf gun that looks very much like the real thing is over here. You might want to take care of that, end quote. Uh-huh. He noted that the software has been installed in over 100 schools across 35 states. The company notes that its operations center is built with multiple redundancies to ensure its system is never interrupted by power outages or natural disasters. Zero Eyes cannot detect concealed weapons or firearms in a holster. Um, of course, this, this type of thing, uh, using AI technology in security systems, raising concerns about privacy from critics. But don't worry, according to the software company, its tool does not use facial recognition or store biometric identifiers. You got your smartphone to do that, people. Uh, they say, quote, the only time a person's face would be recorded and retained would be in the instance of an active shooter slash mass shooting incident. It also says, uh, quote, if allowed by the customer, we record video of our technicians on site in the process of testing detections during the installation phase. We store any detection image, false positive or true positive, for improving our AI and providing 
forensic false positive reports. This data is always transmitted and stored in an encrypted format, and data retention timeframes can be specified by the customer, end quote. You know, I don't think I trust any of this the further I get into it, Charlie, but uh, what about you? What do you think about this? I saw RoboCop, didn't you? Uh, the, where the where the boardroom meeting where it goes wild wild and pulls out a gun and starts shooting everybody. Why do I get the feeling that this is the direction that we're headed? Uh, I'm not feeling very comfortable about artificial intelligence. There's it's very buggy. We've noticed that over the years. It's not ready for consumer rollouts in in most aspects of it and i certainly wouldn't want it to be wrong about something like this i mean you could get uh somebody into a whole lot of trouble if you've got a faulty uh, ai designation that you have a loaded gun or i don't know if i can tell if it's loaded but you you have a gun that it is signaled looks real to to the system and they send police in not knowing the full context of the event. This makes me very uncomfortable. I, I remember talking to Zach Voorhees, who's the Google whistleblower. He told me that when he left Google, they called the SWAT team on him and said that he was holed up in his house and might have a hostage situation. So the SWAT team arrived on the scene, didn't know what to make of it, didn't know that that was a lie, and proceeded as if he was uh, barricaded in there with bombs. So I'm very uncomfortable about the role of technology in trying to stop school shootings, especially since we know, you know, if you really want to get to the root of what's causing school shootings, uh, maybe we should talk to Big Pharma. Maybe we should look into the use of selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, more commonly known as SSRIs, as the uh, common denominator here that's that's creating this mess. I don't know. I don't know, Ruckus. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have you, this is you have to take a lot of their word for it kind of situation with this stuff when you're talking to this company and they're like oh yeah yeah no we don't do this we only do that like okay well i guess we have to take your word for it right well there's a lot of things that these big tech companies have promised that they do or don't do and we've found out the hard way that's not exactly true uh so i mean what else could i also i mean whether or not it's a capable of doing this how much easy would it be to here's the foundation now for a much more bigger big brother 1984, you know, full-on technocracy surveillance state. I mean, because if it can detect a gun, the, the better it gets at that. Maybe one day it'll be able to detect the the threat posturing of, okay, so this person's got a gun, but he's no danger. You know, I mean, it could get better and better, but what what if they're just going to start reading people's body language and and view them as a threat? Because we can't see, can't see a concealed weapon, but we can tell the way this person shifted nervously this direction or the way his elbow twitched Oh, he's a threat. Get get him. You know what I mean? And then, you know, this is all in the name of replacing human beings as employees. There was one superintendent from one of these schools in New Jersey. They were talking to in this article here, Charlie, and they said that, oh, if an SRO, the, the student resources officer, is locked in a room all day watching cameras, they're not creating relationships with the community. So this is supposed to relieve the duty of a human being that's already doing these things. There's already people monitoring for these threats and so they're just replacing the human element yet again yeah and of course you would want somebody that was a school resource officer to have relationships with the kids to know who might be somebody that could be a troubled kid and uh, and so i understand their their 
they're you know wa wanting to to get that person out of the office and not watching a bank of cameras all day long i can understand that but uh the idea that some sort of supercomputer powered by who knows who that is going to make the final decision on whether or not the police get called to a situation like this boy i mean this is opening up a huge can of worms and again you know back to google their motto used to be don't be evil but they took that off that's no longer their motto anymore and my and my, my assumption is that i don't know they intend to do some e evil so i don't trust any of the tech companies something like this that starts off owned by uh what did you call it something eyes invisible eyes zero eyes zero eyes yeah something owned by zero eyes today may be owned by uh you know maybe become a subsidiary of google at some point in the in the future i don't know the whole thing makes me very uncomfortable let's just go back to not uh not freaking kids out and giving them a reason to lose their mind in school how about that yeah i don't want to hear about that being teamed up with uh the the sig sour company with their robot dogs with the pistols on their backs or nothing like that thank you very much no no but unfortunately i think we know that's coming thanks ruckus we appreciate it hey if you want to connect with me you can do so via email charlie robinson at tnt radio.live you can follow me on twitter at macroaggressions we'll be back on the other side of this break with alex cranier this is tnt radio tnt radio's timothy shea the double standard is out there it's so obvious it's so frustrating eric holder gets held in contempt of congress for defying a congressional subpoena nothing happens obama's doj didn't pursue it steve bannon and peter navarro defy a congressional subpoena joe biden's doj criminally prosecutes them criminally prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right. I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian-born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart. Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT Radio. I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me and I was trying to figure it out and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. 
we know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. It sounds pretty good. It's it like, sounds real, it's dude. It's not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're back with the Charlie Robinson Show. My first guest is a hedge fund manager. You can catch him, the Naked Hedgy. Find all about his uh, work. He writes articles there that will really inform you as to what's going on in the financial markets and give you a good sense of where things stand. Ladies and gentlemen, crowd favorite on TNT, Alex Cranier. Good to see you, Alex. How are you? Uh, very well, Charlie. Good to be with you again. Um, I was looking forward to this chat a few days. Well, me too. And it just so happens that we have the COP28 summit going on right now in Dubai, uh, talking about how green investment really works. I get a really bad feeling when these technocrats get together in big groups because it seems like they're always plotting and planning ways to enslave humanity. And I don't think this is any different. The idea of global warming slash climate change as the pretext to remake society is nonsensical. Of course, it's written in the book, The Limits to Growth by the Club of Rome that came out 50 years ago. This is a plan that they've been working on for a long time. But I wonder if you think, based on your experience in the financial world, if you think something like carbon taxes are actually feasible, and if they are, how do you think something like that would even be rolled out to us? I would love to explain that to you, Charlie, but you're you're not quite expert enough to understand it. So um, it's not it's not going to work at all. No, of course I'm joking. It's it, it, the 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 whole premise is absurd and so bloody incoherent that uh, I have not been able to get a, a coherent explanation anywhere. Uh, I'm very glad that you mentioned the Club of Rome. Uh, um, limits to growth, because I think that everything we need to understand about this is what Sir Alexander um, Haig wrote in in uh, in that book, and that is that uh, you know they were uh, they they were basically setting us up because the system needs enemies, right? They were setting us right. up to perceive humanity as an enemy and. Uh, what did uh, no? I, I said Alexander Haig, but Alexander King. So he wrote that. I don't want to butcher this. This is an important quote for people to keep in mind always. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, and the like would fit the bill. All these challenges are caused by human intervention. It is only through changed attitudes and behaviors that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. So all the nonsense emanates from this mindset 
And this um, this short paragraph was formulated in 1991, so more than 30 years ago, which gave them time to make all these plans. And um, uh, I can't, I can't, for the life of me, understand why. Uh, I do remember, you know, I started as an oil market analyst at about 30 years ago, and uh, I remember reading all these, all these you know, policy papers. And I remember that, you know, most of them, you couldn't really take that serious because there was, there was all kinds of contradictions in, you know, longer, longer term uh, policy strategies. You know, you had the industry, which was gung-ho on oil and gas because we had an infinity of it and it's never gonna run out. Then you had these academic institutions uh, Western ones, mostly mostly British universities, who are flat out alarmist. We're going to run out any day. We have to get off of oil. We have to get off of all all of this stuff. But then, you know, I found that the military organizations, and I came across a policy paper by the German Army, by the British Defense Ministry, and by the Pentagon, and they all had something in common and that was that they really expected us to run out of oil so i think that they they took that seriously it appeared it appears and these papers were all published around the time when the peak oil uh, hypothesis was all the rage meaning you know mid 2000s uh, second half of two, the first decade of 2000s and uh, I, you, you know, I, the way I interpreted that is that they had great difficulty um, securing their hegemony over the oil exporting regions of the world, primarily Iran, Russia, Venezuela, and some of the Middle East, some other Middle Eastern countries. And so uh, that they needed for strategic reasons to, um, to preempt their dependence on their adversaries. You know, they didn't want to find themselves in a very difficult uh, negotiating position vis-a-vis -vis places like Russia and Iran and Venezuela. And so I think that to, to preempt that they wanted uh, part of the strategy had to do with getting off of oil dependency so that, you know, the Western powers might be... Uh, energy independent uh, it's it's hard to imagine any other logical and coherent reason why because you know even if you think that we're running out of oil and gas which you know we i i believe that we will eventually um we did have thriving brilliant civilizations before oil and we had you know humanity reached very high levels of prosperity before oil. So, you know, there's no reason to think that when we run out of oil, it's gonna be the end of the world. If yeah. you leave these things to, the, to, to market forces, what's gonna happen if oil becomes um, more scarce, its price is gonna go up. The economies and the people are going to adapt. They're gonna, you know, uh, carpool, they're gonna use public transport, they're gonna use trains. Uh, Technology development will look into other sources of energy, not necessarily the ones that the Central Committee at Davos 
decided, but maybe, you know, in the back in the 1920s, they had these brilliant engines uh, uh, built on steam power. Uh, you know, with today computer-aided design and new materials that we have, who is to say that we couldn't have uh, a 10 times better steam engines, you know, that could be fitted to cars and mopeds and whatnot, and, you know, run on, on, on wood pellets, uh, you know, uh, biomass, things like this. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you left all those things to the, to the market forces, gradually we would transition to something that makes sense that maybe we cannot even predict today. Uh, the, the, the transition would be maybe uncomfortable, but not necessarily traumatic. It wouldn't require World War III and a nuclear annihilation of, of, of everything. And uh, we wouldn't have to have all these social tensions and political instability because we need to absolutely follow what the Davos Central Committee decided we all have to do, which is so nonsensical. I, for, you know, for all the articles I read about it, uh, I still I still don't quite get it. Yeah. We'll be back with Alex Cranier on the other side of this news break. Don't go anywhere. Here's what's making news. news. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israel says its troops have entered southern Gaza's largest city, Khan Yunus. The Israel Defense Forces say its troops have reached the heart of Khan Yunus and have the city surrounded, following what it describes as the most intense day of fighting so far. A billionaire Harvard donor and alumnus has demanded the university president to resign after she refused to say that calling for the genocide of Jews was harassment. Australians are being warned to prepare for high temperatures as a heat wave grips many parts of the country. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. Alex, I wonder if the real reason why there's this push towards green fascism or green corporatism, however you want to describe it, is the fact that these lunatics have said that they need $2.4 trillion per year in order to fix the environment. First of all, I don't think that if you gave these guys any money, they would fix the environment. They're unqualified to fix the environment. I think you and I both know it's never, it's not about fixing the environment. It's about fixing us, right? So they they proposed a 0.1% tax on financial services. And they said that that would generate $420 billion. I would like to reframe that and say that that would steal $420 billion from corporations and people that are conducting financial transactions. Is this just a gigantic money grab under the guise of saving the world? Well, for sure, that's one of the one of the things that they're doing. You know, uh, every time they have a big agenda, they they try to make it useful in uh, in in several ways, and and the money grab is definitely, you know, I think you, two point four trillion. Whoever came up with that number is probably um, lowballing it. Uh, we've we've talked about fifty trillion. Um, in the U.S. Congress, they were tossing around. You know, uh, there was this interview between uh, Joseph Kennedy and um, and James Turk, the Deputy Energy uh, Secretary in the in, in in Biden's cabinet. They were talking about fifty trillion dollars. And then, you know, there was also these uh, McKinsey projections about spending hundred and thirty trillion dollars on this 
green transition through I forget the the number I think something crazy like 2035 or 2040 which is which is more a lot more than 2.4 trillion per year well this is per, per, yeah, this just like, per year this is 24 trillion dollars yeah. over the course of a decade that sounds like that sounds I mean a trillion here a trillion there pretty soon you're starting to talk about some real numbers huh yeah, that's well. That is real numbers because remember, what's the population of the United States? What they say is three three hundred and thirty uh, million people. So one trillion is three thousand bucks per person. A little bit more than that. So three. I mean, you know, man, woman, and child, babies, old people. Uh, you can double that if you if you want to calculate per taxpayer. So what's two point four uh, trillion per taxpayer would be. Uh, what? Uh, fifteen fifteen thousand bucks per year for this energy transition? That's insane. That's completely insane. Those are those are absolutely absurd, staggering figures around uh, around an agenda that is really on glass legs from point the point of view of of any kind of scientific um, certainty about what it's going to achieve. Uh, I, I can't think of anything other than um, it being a gigantic money grab. And then remember, none of this makes any sense whatsoever unless everybody does it. Meaning, you know, it doesn't help if the United States is, uh, you know, J John Kerry just said, what was it on Saturday, that the United States was committing to shutting down all the all the coal powered plants by 2035, right? Well, if you know, if China is building a new coal plant every day of the year, what what good is that? You know, we share the same atmosphere. It's not like it's not like we can build a, an iron curtain around the atmosphere and, and, and keep our you know carbon emissions low here, regardless of what they are in India or in China. So the whole thing is completely insane. And in fact, even in that in that interview with with Chen, with Kennedy, James Turk kind of confessed that none of it makes any sense unless the United States leads, implying that everybody else would have to follow. But what if they don't follow? You know, uh, these plants were all concocted at the time when when people um, in the West believed that they were living their unipolar moment, that everybody in the world will inevitably have to follow and fall into line. But, you know, the world has changed. So persisting in that agenda, in those plans, is just sheer madness. It's a complete madness. Uh, it really is. We've got BlackRock all over this. We've got the World Economic Forum involved. We've got the the club of rome we've got the united nations these ngos that give me a very bad feeling when i talk about them just in general it seems like wrong people to be in charge of you know the the the, the fox guarding the hen house is that the situation we've got with regard to these uh these massive financial institutions and ngos running point on this well yeah exactly and if you if you if you if you pay attention to who is the keenest on you know, protecting the planet and preventing the catastrophic consequences of the climate change, it's always the bankers. You know, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, 
they couldn't throw enough money at fracking. And now all of a sudden, it's all environment, environment, environment. They're, they're, they're all practically turned flower children on a dime. Uh, what changed? Did they, did they suddenly grow a consciousness about the environment? Clearly not. Uh, what, what, what changed is that uh, we're coming to a, to a financial collapse and they need to lock us into place. And another very important paper that, uh, you know, this Club of Rome was talking about um, formulating an ideology in which humanity itself is the enemy. So, you know, we kind of unite, I don't know what sense that makes, but we unite in our struggle against ourselves. Okay, whatever. Let's say that this, this is the truth. But one thing that George Soros uh, uh, revealed in his, uh, he, he published a paper in his Open Society uh, saying in 1993, you know, after the Soviet Union collapsed, and what, what he revealed that is, is, is also part of their mindset. And he was saying that, you know, uh, the internal conflicts in our societies had been frozen in place because there was this opposition of two superpowers and it kept everything you know it kept uh, the, the 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 internal conflicts from erupting so the the ruling establishment could control the the deplorable uh, le layers of the population and so uh, this is why you know and, and then when soviet union collapsed they needed a new enemy they decided we are it but this is this is exactly i think part of the problem is that they they want to prevent um, they want to prevent social uprisings. They want to prevent us from reformulating uh, the social order, the social contract. And so, uh, you know, pushing this, we are the enemy, we must save the planet from our ourselves, is probably part of that agenda to make sure that the structure of society remains intact. Yeah, I think you're right, unfortunately. The common enemy has been uh, identified. It is humanity. That's why they're focused on anthropogenic climate change, and they're not too worried about Icelandic volcanoes. Uh, Alex, where's the best place for people to support you, to find your work, and to catch up with everything that you're doing? I'm easy to find on Twitter, on X. Uh, my handle is at Naked Hedgy. And I write on Substack. My Substack is uh, Alex Craner's Trend Compass. And then for people who do investing and trading, I have a professional website uh, called iSystem Trend Following. So those are three uh, most uh, easiest places to find. Thank you for your analysis of this. I always know that when uh, when I've got something financial to talk about, you're you're my guy for that. That's Alex Cranier, everybody. We'll be back in, on the other side of this break with Chris Yannick from AM Wake Up. This is TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Facts matter. And the fact is that until the COVID-19 genetic therapy injections hit the scene, we didn't have thousands of young athletes dying in competition, in training, or home asleep in their beds. We didn't blame things like a previously undiagnosed genetic cardiac anomaly, or taking too cold a shower, or walking too briskly to class. And the fact is that it wasn't Israelis that kidnapped Palestinian Olympic athletes in Munich and murdered them. It wasn't Israelis that blew up nightclubs in Berlin and Indonesia. 
It wasn't Israelis that drove a truck through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin or shot up a Christmas market in Germany. It wasn't Israelis that stabbed to death festival goers in Stockholm. It wasn't Israelis that did these things. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. When a crisis hits, close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve, healing, nurturing, rescuing, protecting, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important, and it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance. If you can't believe what you're hearing, get the straight talk from Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back with a final segment of the Charlie Robinson Show. It is my pleasure to introduce our next guest, Chris Yannick. He is the host of Rained Out Rantcast. He's the co-host of AM Wake Up. And when I need somebody to get down into the weeds of what's going on in Americana, he's my guy for that. Good to see you, Chris. How are you? What's going on, Charlie? Well, we we it's good to have you because this article that you and I were discussing is wild. U.S. Army enlists University of Arkansas at Little Rock to fight misinformation. They were given a yes. $5 million grant for a combat partnership to tackle, quote, cognitive threats to detect bad actors online who are trying to manipulate how and what populations think. I feel like the army's like it should say dot dot dot. That's our job to do. I mean, the army is in no position to be lecturing us about trying to subconsciously uh, manipulate the general public into thinking a certain way, right? This sounds crazy to me, but of course, this is probably just the world that we live in now, where the army is partnering up with universities. This is great. This is in your neck of the woods, too, right? Yeah, it is in my neck. What's funny is, you know, we had uh, Doug, the Douglas Mackey case with uh, the meme and he's facing seven months in prison. He was facing 10 years uh, for a meme that he didn't even create. Uh, and then uh, it really fell into my backyard here in Arkansas with a guy named Reese Sullivan, who uh, the the FBI got a tip about some rap lyrics on, on SoundCloud. And uh, they sent in the Benton County Sheriff to bust down his door. They found nothing in there. And uh, they had to go to his work and interview him. And, and when I had first read about this, they said they were charging him with, with a threat, terroristic threatening, fel federal felony terroristic threats, which carry some time over, over some rap lyrics. So had that, you know, that happened there, uh, right there at the beginning of November. And the last article I read from the Arkansas Democrat is, uh, that there are no formal charges against him. His arraignment is on the 11th. Cause I mean, they went in and they found nothing on this guy, but it's over rap lyrics. Uh, and I mean, I, how far is this going to go? They said in a, <clears throat> this is the first time I've seen this, uh, on the local news. Cause I don't have the local news. My little antenna doesn't work right out here in the hills. <laughs> but uh, where they said he had threatened Joe Biden and some people in the Senate. But nobody's heard the music. Even his lawyer. His lawyer said she's not heard the music. Uh, but he is a promising uh, uh, 
rapper, a very good rapper. I, I don't know how you know that if, unless he was freestyling for you over the phone. Or... What, what, did it, what are cognitive threats, though? This seems yeah, like I mean, such a vague term that, that that could be completely abused by the Justice Department and anybody that wanted to get their hands on this. I mean, a cognitive threat to me sounds like it's just so, so uh, wide open that depending on who is weaponizing this, it could be used against anybody. I mean, this this conversation right here could be considered a cognitive threat, right? Yes, yes we're in dangerous waters. Uh, we're at war. I mean, it's 100 percent. There's a war on against us i mean alex jones was right you know i mean uh there is a war on not only for our mind but our, but our speech uh and just the fact that they they arrested this guy down the basically down the street from me uh is worrisome uh i make metal music right and some of it is violent lyrics uh i've said i wanted to you know maybe jar a little uh sense into justin trudeau once or twice right. you know i mean can they send uh, their mounties to kick in my door and then when we look at january 6th and right before thanksgiving we covered this on am wake up uh the transportation safety advisor i believe it was she was on fox and literally saying if you were in dc on january 5th or january 6th you are being tracked that they aren't tracking quote unquote terrorists the air marshals aren't in the air for terrorists they're in the air for for j6 and j5 whether you were at the capitol or not so th this is that's dangerous we're it, yeah it's very dangerous um yeah you're spinning and, now and we, no go ahead well, we've got owen troyer coming out of 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 prison on friday for yes. for being located at january 6 telling people not to go in don't do that mm -hmm. don't step into this trap and 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 for his troubles he's rewarded with uh two months in prison for this this is crazy to me but but it seems like january 6th today and the the, the some new version of january 6 tomorrow right i mean it feels like well, this, this is a, a weapon they could pull out and use over and over again right i don't know if you know this but they just dropped all the other footage on rumble they just I heard that all they were the waiting. That they, they were waiting to blur it. <laughs> to blur but it's the all faces. on Rumble right now. Right away, the first thing I clicked on was a video, and someone was dead before that. I mean, before they were even going up the steps, someone they were pumping on someone. Someone was already dead. Wow. Yeah, okay. so I mean, it's well, the, the genie's West. out of the bottle. Then I guess uh, in this case, I mean, you, we we understand that the feds were were deeply involved with January six. We understand. Yeah. We've heard stories that they that they've pulled. Um, they've they've met with cell phone providers to to pull lists of uh, anybody whose phone was pinging at the event banks. and match them with facial recognition. Banks, yes, credit cards, debit cards, things like that. Um, this, this is a is, never forget uh, moment. Right. This is another they want to say it's the nine. You know, it was like nine eleven. Yeah. In the sense of it's the biggest cover up uh, in 4K. You know, I mean, they were able to orchestrate the narrative and manipulate the narrative. They already had the cameras set up and the people in the place. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's daughter had direct access, you know, and exclusive rights to film. Right. I mean, uh, and then they put it on HBO. So, yeah, we're in and, and they're still arresting people from January 6th. And what's coming up now, especially with the new footage, uh, the piece that Truth and Media did, 
think it's truth. I get it wrong every time. Truth and media, I believe they did that piece on on Ray Epps, the three part piece, and CN baked Alaska's footage, and and you know all these different players. They want to blur out faces, and yeah, this is a never forget moment because I mean the real coop was going on inside, you know, with, with the guys on the inside, and then. Yeah, I think that it feels like they want you to have this in the back of your mind, even if they drop all the charges against these guys or pull them out of prison or Trump pardons, becomes president again and pardons them again. The damage has already been done, right? The psychological yeah. traumatization, yeah. The, the you know what happens if you show up at one of these rallies or one of these events. It doesn't have to be an insurrection. I don't think January 6th was an insurrection, but it doesn't matter. All you have to do is now everybody's going to be asking them, themselves hey honey do you do we really want to go to this thing and there's gonna hey there's gonna be ten thousand people there and there might be well because right. there's going to be ten thousand people there maybe we shouldn't be there it feels like a setup right is that is that the whole point of this is to get everybody I mean, in, in my, the back of their mind to censor themselves yes in my belief yeah i mean uh they cause this chaos i mean there's a video of nancy pelosi's daughter i mean we played it today on uh am wake up where she's talking about we've got to keep the January 6th insurrection, they're laughing because they even say it's not an insurrection, that it's a joke, right? I mean, like, and, and that's what they did. They It's a, a mockery. You have uh, Liz Cheney right now saying she might run on a third-party ticket, you know? It's like, come on. I mean, this woman sat up there and blatantly lied, and she will continue to blatantly lie uh, for one of their going to the Capitol mouthpieces, you know, when it comes to Ray Epps. I mean, Ray Epps is one of the only victimized uh, mega uh, supporters in history, right? In, in the in the last six year history, I mean, he's the only. Uh, well, it's been longer than that now, hasn't it? I mean, we're going into four years of COVID. We're moving into the next step, next phase of that, I guess, huh? With the the white lung syndrome, and they're just playing the same thing again we're we're in a repeat already speaking of white you mentioned justin trudeau and white lung syndrome i wonder did you see the montreal mayor collapse uh at the press <laughs> conference yesterday <laughs> she hit the deck it was unlike it was it was just like some of those other ones that we've seen over the years where the newscaster falls over that politician yeah. stands up at the podium and then tips over um climate change right yeah, climate change definitely did that. I mean, according to like Hillary Clinton and others, it's definitely a, it was hot in the room, I guess. It must have been I've hot in the room yet, to, 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 to hit the deck like that. But I wonder, though, is this just becoming so obvious that even the normies that, that that desperately want to pretend like there's nothing to see here, they're watching this and they're going, you know, defibrillators at children's playgrounds. And they're saying, oh, yeah, well, kids have always had heart attacks. No, yeah. they haven't. I've never said I've never heard of a kid having a heart attack ever in my life. And, in and how fact, do you even use those? Right. We just well, I, we seen the footage from J6 with the cops. They didn't even know how to use it. One of those. They broke it. Trying to use it on Roseanne Boylan. That's like, how is the public? These things are at parks. They're at schools. They're they're everywhere now. I mean, in Australia, they're on every city block. Right. That's, yeah, this this is the, well, but this is the new normal. This is climate change. Yep. It's it's going to get you right. It's it's the the uh, we started off talking about this with Alex Craney. You're talking about the the cop cop twenty eight summit going on in in Dubai, and uh, it feels like 
it feels like everything about this current world that we're living in is fake, you know, and if it isn't fake, it's being manipulated and stage managed by the media or by the uh, by the White House. And 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 I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not exactly feeling as if uh, the general public knows this. See, I think the part of one of the more diabolical components of this is that we understand this and i think our audience understands this but think about all the normies out there that honestly believe when they hear these people talk that when they hear hillary clinton talk and if they still believe her now i don't know how you could but there's a segment that do and, and and when she says listen climate change is killing people all over the world and it's disproportionately targeting women and especially pregnant women and and of course she's very concerned about pregnant women right so so she wants to stop this i mean what do you do to reach somebody that has no idea that 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 they're being lied to on an industrial scale here i mean this is such a massive lie that that it's it it almost hides in the fact that it's it's like what goebbels said right tell the big lie (laughs) this is the big lie it's climate i uh over Thanksgiving, my father-in-law, he was watching football and I had my phone, you know, like always. And I have all my videos now pretty sorted out. And I started talking about football being rigged, right? And uh, showing him how it's rigged, uh, showing evidence of this. And it st- he started to kind of light up like, what, what, what are you, what's going on here? And uh, then I showed, here's what they showed you at the beginning of the season and at the beginning of the sh- season they had uh one of the guys from key and peel uh the bald one uh peel i don't know what his name is but uh one of those guys sitting at a round table with players and other actors and stuff writing the script for this season and that's what they opened with was like a three minute thing of this and i said look this is the mocking part right because i've talked about mockingbird around people you know and i'm like when i when i talk about mockingbird and them controlling and and they this is the mocking part right roger goodell standing up on the podium and i showed him where he goes uh you couldn't have wrote this year's script any better you know roger goodell saying that and everybody's laughing i said they're mocking you they take your money every week and then even in your circus and bread they mock you right they tell you because roger goodell when he's standing there he's singing like a songbird he's telling you he's the canary then they turn around, they mock you for it. And yeah. being able to show I, I, people I had, that type of stuff is like, ugh. It, it, it's tough to wrap your head around. I had Brian Tui on my uh, Macroaggressions podcast talking about the rigging of sports too. And that's a tough one for me because I come out of the sports world. I come out of the sports media world. So, and I saw that promo. I saw that promo as well, where they said, you know, they were sitting around. It was like sitting around a writer's room, right? They have all the tables set up and everyone's kind of going from person to person, right? Well, you know, how are we going to do this? And they've got Mahomes in there and they've got some of the people and they're talking about, it's almost as if it's, it's a script. And, and I watched that and I thought, these bastards, you know what I mean? The gloves, I'll tell you this, the gloves. It blows me away because stickum was a big deal. And when they got rid of stickum, they wrote that you can use gloves. And as long as it doesn't leave residue, you can use any type of thing you want. So when you think of magnetic gloves, just look up magnetic uh, receiver gloves. They don't say anything oh about not being allowed to be used in the NFL. Only high school and collegiate are they banned. Not in the yeah. NFL. Oh, so, 
you just sent a bunch of people down a da- down a really dark rabbit hole that they're gonna be they're gonna say don't tell me about it's my a stuff, tough one i have the kansas city arrowhead tattooed on my arm i was a i was a you know in the last two years i mean kansas city is the super bowl champs i mean they got patrick mahomes and travis swift you know like so i mean it was a big deal but just seeing how it's rigged especially with the betting online and it's almost every state i mean yeah check into it magnetic gloves and uh, check yeah, out uh, intellectually honest. even if we don't want to see it that's uh we have to we have to do our best to to uh, examine this stuff even if it'll yep. blow away our paradigm that's chris Yannick, everybody you can check out rained out Rantcast. also big thanks to alex cranier in the first segment i'll be back with you tomorrow two o'clock eastern don't burn the place down while i'm gone take care <laughs>